0: Hi again, everyone, and welcome to Radio MVP Sports Podcast. I'm Tim, along with Anthony, and it is a Wednesday night, and the NFL has made a big deal about releasing schedules <laughs> that, uh, guess what, are, not, are done every year. Yep. And uh, there are people making predictions out there today about how good their team will be in April, which blows my mind away. Uh, and we'll talk more about that here in a little bit. The Indians have uh, just finished a road trip, so... Mm. We're going to have some fun talking about the Tribe. It was an up-and-down road trip, a, a yin and a yang type scenario where everything went sour and then everything went good and a little other things going on in the world of sports. So uh, first and foremost, let's talk to Anthony. How you doing, my friend? What's going on?
1: Not too much. It's uh, You know, it's kind of a slower time right now for fans like you and I in the sports world. As of last time we talked, it was – Get into the busiest time of the sports world. And uh, I, you know, people work like, oh, the schedule's being released. Tonight. You know, I'm like, it's, it's April 17th. Like we can't just send the press release out at two o'clock in the afternoon and say, okay, Houston, you know, okay, here, here's your schedule. You know, I let the teams do what they want. We've got to have a three hour television show to tell me who is playing on December twenty-first? Like really? And then you'll have another three-hour TV show tomorrow morning, breaking down all these records, and this play, and we haven't even had a second of the draft yet. But like you touched on, uh, most important, the Indians. You know, they continue to, they continue to battle and fight. And you know, the end of road trip, six and three, nice start in Detroit, winning a division series and just the wheels came off in Kansas city and kind of, uh, you know, just a weird series and, uh, came back against arguably one of the hottest offensive teams in the Mariners and, uh, try pitching gave up what a combined two runs, three runs, not much at all. Uh, five
0: runs, I believe five or six runs total, but it doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah. They shut him down. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, they, uh, Nice to see Carrasco get back on track today after an ugly start Friday night. Um, seven solid today. And, you know, they get to go home now for a little mini five game interleague homestand. And, you know, so it's nice to uh, end the road trip on an up note after an ugly weekend in Kansas City.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, looking at the Indians overall, like you mentioned, they had good, obviously played well in Detroit, uh, went to Kansas City and uh, laid an egg. Let's be honest; they got outpitched. Yeah. They just got outpitched and outhit. Um, give Kansas City all the credit in the world for what they achieved in that series, and uh, they just shut down the Indians. <laughs> Let's be quite honest with you. Now, the Indians made a lot of moves since then. We've had uh, a lot of players come and go, and uh, including now, Cargo is in the outfield uh, playing the last three games in Seattle, and uh, Jason Kipnis is back, and it looks like. Frankie Lindor could be back as soon as maybe Friday or Saturday at mm-hmm. the earliest. I'm thinking probably on the road trip, maybe, Yeah, that's what maybe I, mm-hmm. Sunday night baseball. Maybe yep. Sunday night baseball or actually Easter Sunday night baseball. Yeah. And it, it should be interesting, but we'll see. I'm not concerned, but we're starting to see the Indians actually get a little healthy, which is what this team needs. And mm-hmm. – uh, I think you'll see some players not press as much and, you know, you're, you're going to see the run production tick up a little bit. It's never going to be the same eight run um, no. output every game that we've seen in the past and uh, a team that can score six, seven runs on almost any night, that type of thing. That's not how this team is built. It's built on the starting pitching. And mm-hmm. uh, the most important thing is uh, the loss of Clevenger uh, yeah. for the next uh, eight weeks. and how they handle that i thought rodriguez pitched a, a terrific game in kansas city it just uh you know got no support yeah and you know but that was encouraging to see and you know plucko may be back here soon uh when he gets off the injured list down in columbus i think he just did recently and he'll get some uh, innings down there the innings don't need a fifth starter for about two weeks so it'll be interesting to see who gets that next start and what they go from there I had a lot of fun when that uh, injury came down. I was posting on uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, it's time to bring back Big Sexy. Bartolo yeah. Colon. Yeah. <laughs> Let him end his career in Cleveland, you know. But uh, that was just me having fun. But, uh, you know, I guess it, you never know what the future holds. I don't think that's ever going to happen, by the way. I just having some uh, fun with people out Well, there. the
1: way this injury bug goes, you never know.
0: Well, yeah, and, you know, there was a lot of – Talk you're like, oh, now the Indians go after Keiko, and I'm like, uh, no, no, they don't have
1: no, the money. They they're been not, been they're been not going
0: to spend that type of money in April. No. If it's July and they thought he was pitching well for someone and they could get him, yes, maybe, yeah, uh, but that's not the case because, yeah, they were never going to buy by somebody before then, mm-hmm. and I don't think they're going to whoever signs was going to give him up. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned about that. It's not important. I just, I, I laugh at some of the scenarios that get out there. That's why I made the ridiculous uh, comment about it's time to bring big sexy back you know what the heck let's have some fun that's what (laughs) it's about and i enjoyed it you know i get a kick out of uh, a lot of i've been i've been kind of snarly on uh twitter and and facebook lately and i guess that's just my personality and in general i'm i'm not mr negative but i like uh Like you point out earlier, the NFL making a big I – mean, ESPN making a big deal about the schedules. It's just a freaking schedule.
1: Exactly. And it don't get Every year don't for give me 32
0: wrong. teams. Yeah, guess what? There's 16 games. You have a problem, and you have a story. If one of the 32 teams are not on a schedule, then you have yeah. something to talk about. Yeah. You know, if if there's a team missing out of the schedule or only playing 14 games, then you have something to yeah, talk we got about. got problems. Uh who's on Monday night, who's on Sunday night, who's on Thursday night, to me, I could care less. Oh my
1: oh. I, well they
0: make it, it like it's
1: it's yeah, it's like it's a big ridiculous.
0: insult if you're not on or it's
1: you know what? I'd rather not have any primetime games as a
0: fan. Well, it's it's good and bad. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to be, but honest, I if I had my choice, it's either Thursday night or or Sunday night. I'd rather have it early in the week, even though it's a short week. Yep. I think they can schedule that better, but there's ways around it they just choose not to do. And, uh, I like Sunday night because it's just, you know, Sunday's football. Yeah. And, uh, Monday night to me nowadays just, eh, I, I don't get into it as it's like its I did. Luster. Well, yeah. Well, because of Thursday night, in my opinion. Yep. Because Thursday night games start to see game, the, uh, the weekend. And then you have the you know the less games on Sundays because of the buys and everything. By Monday, it's usually a very average, to below average game on. So I don't, yeah. I don't care. And I don't watch it as much as I used to. Uh, it used to be the showcase. Yep. So, uh, you go back 25 years ago, it was the showcase. Now Sunday Night Football is the showcase. And the other showcase is Thursday night, in my opinion. And this Thursday is only half the showcase because they don't always put the best games on Thursday nights. They put on teams like the Browns and the Jets when they promise them to at least have one primetime game, you know, (laughs) Uh, know, exactly. Or the Browns and the bills back in the day, you know, Uh, no one cares. (laughs) No, here's your
1: currency primetime game. Exactly.
0: You know, and it's only on uh, NFL network, you know, (laughs) that type of thing. So, but that's just my two minute, two uh, cents spill on it. Uh, I don't, make predictions in April for teams to win X amount of games. It makes no sense to me. Uh, we don't even know who they're drafted yet. Any team has made, you know, added players in the draft or uh, made roster moves after the draft or uh, picked up a late signee in a free agency that becomes available or we don't know what major injuries that will happen to certain teams mm-hmm. in a training camp that happens every year uh suspensions that still will be worked out because those those things will happen uh to make a prediction that a team will go 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 or 3 and 13 right now is just plain idiocy, and i i just don't get it but i know the nfl's king and the nfl loves us talk and they do a great job of promoting their sport and they spread everything tough, out they, they, they spread everything out throughout the season you know, they have their window for a free agency. They have their window for the draft. Now they have their window yep. for a big uh, uh, scheduling thing, and they have the OTAs in late May, early June, and then they have training camp starts in July. Their off-season's filled with little – There's never a dull period. Yeah, there's never a down period, which is great for them. It's great marketing. And – Gets people talking about their sport. I mean, that's what baseball this past couple seasons has missed. Because in December and January used to be free agency. You know, especially yeah. early December, because you would have the 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 winners' meetings, and that's when you had major trades and signings done. Now,
1: not anymore. Not, you're waiting not every as
0: Not as much. Trades don't have to be made at that meeting. Uh, some groundwork can be done. And trades do happen at that meeting, but doesn't have to happen at that meeting. And it's just baseball has that big down period where it doesn't have anything going on. And now you see where players don't get signed until almost April. So it's, you know, and there's players still available today. You know, like Keuchel, as we mentioned earlier, you know, and it's shocking, but it's true. It's just, you know, to use the two major sports and the NBA has their, their summer activities. Which they, you know, they spread out. They have their free agency. They have their draft almost immediately after the season, and then they have their summer basketball league. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's October and you're playing yep. basketball again. So uh, the only sport right now that's lacking the ability to to make their offseason a big event is baseball. And baseball used to be king at it. Yep, it be the best at it.
1: Yep.
0: And everyone stole from them. And now baseball just can't seem to get it straight, but that's just the way it has been the last couple of years. And it's going to continue that way because I just don't see teams making huge commitments. And, you know, let's, let's be honest. Um, It took a long time for Machado and, uh, and, and Harper to sign this year. I mean, it was just took a long, long time. No one stepped up the plate and made these offers in, in December and January. They weren't made until March. So, you know, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, if there's, if there's a sport of the major professional leagues that does the best job marketing itself, it's by far the NFL. It's, and, like, and like you touched on, they have – there is no long drawn-out dead periods. There, are, there is something almost every month or every other month that captivates the nation's audience or the nation's attention – and that's why you have shows like NFL Live on every day or every week, even when it's not football season. And, you know, I got guys at work today who are just going goo goo gaga over the schedule being released. And I'm like, I didn't even know it was being released, but thanks for telling me. I'll be watching the Indians game. And they, look, and, it, and that the schedule's been out now for what, four hours has it been? Or? I guess, yeah, three, four hours, yeah. So three or four hours? couldn't tell you who Denver plays weeks two through 17 I just know they play Oakland week one because I got an alert. But I couldn't tell you, and I probably won't look until,
0: you know. I, they I, do play the Browns. I don't know exactly when. Uh, There's a game with yeah, the Browns. Uh, no, I'm serious. There's a game yeah, with the I, Browns. I think it's in. I knew the. I know the opponents. I just don't know, yeah. you know. Well, that's the thing. The, who, you the just, wins said, and, just said the key because there's a formula to the, to the opponents every year. You can figure this out. The day the NFL season ends, you can figure out who your yep. team is playing. You just don't know home in a way. Now, usually you can figure out uh, the return games, like against the Jets. So usually yep. like, the Browns played the Jets last year at home. So we'll they play the, yep. the yeah. I mean, you can figure those things out. Like I believe this year we're playing the West. So uh, the AFC West, so in a sense, you get you know Denver and that, and I believe Denver's coming to Cleveland. So next year. Chances are really good that Cleveland will play Denver again. Yeah. I I can understand. It it will happen because there's a formula where you finish and other teams finish within your division and within the conference and the overall. But there's a formula they've used for years. And uh, you can figure out who your opponents are. Matter of fact, that's that's done pretty quick. I mean, if I can
1: understand being excited about a reveal if – we didn't know who they were going to play outside of your division games. But now, like you touched on, as soon as week 16, 17 here, we basically know who's going to play who, you know, based on the d- division finishes and all that. So, yeah. I, but it's another way for them to make money. And obviously there's enough interest in it to make a lot. So uh, I didn't even turn on today. I didn't even look at it. I, I turn the Indians game on and, you know.
0: Yeah, well, bottom line with that is simply this. If ESPN or NFL Network believes that they can sell the product, they're going to sell it. And I don't blame them. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just the way it works. That's a capitalist society, and I don't have a problem with that. I just get a kick out of people making this sound like the Super Bowl, and it's just a freaking schedule. Yep. You know, that's all it is. And, uh, you know. I just, it just blows my mind away each and every year I go this year. has just been overboard. And the last three, or four weeks, you know, I know there's excitement in Cleveland because the, the Browns have made some major moves in the last two years. And you get a player like Odell Beckham junior joining your, your team. You have a young quarterback who has potential to be very good in this league. You have a, a Kareem hunt making a comeback in a sense, you know, after he comes off suspension and, I mean, the, this offense for the Browns looks exciting. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, who knows how it's all going to work out. you got a brand-new coach. Obviously, the offense is installed because it's his offense from the year ago. Will uh, there be tweaks? Sure, But, I mean, in the process, you can't really get ahead of yourself. I mean, I it's April. You know, they haven't even had an OTA yet, for goodness sakes. And people who want to put them in the playoffs, you know. I just, you know, I, I laugh at that. And, uh, or the Steelers, for goodness sakes. You know, I was having fun with the Steeler fan today. I says, well, you know, uh, it, as the uh, schedules were leaked, it came out that uh, yeah. New England was playing Pittsburgh, you know, game one, I guess, Sunday night. And I says, well, I says, are you ready to lose your first game of the season this year? <laughs> you and he goes, you you looked at me, why? And I says, well, you're playing New England. And he goes, well, that's great. And I says, no no it's in new england they're raising their flag do you think they're gonna lose that opening game on national tv no way no way every flag in the possible (laughs) will go their way and (laughs) i'm just i was just pouring it on you know oh they love all those sensitive people you know so you gotta have some fun with people you know and and talk about you know Stuff that's absolutely insanity, but you know, it, it makes it makes the world go round. So that's a lot of the NFL talk today. But you know, hey, yeah, I have to get it off my chest. That's why well, I I, podcast to get. Stuff I saw your my post, post and I,
1: and I'm like, I couldn't agree more. Like, it's April 17th, and we, and there are networks having two or three hour reveals when basically every team in the NFL has their schedule leaked or released before this. Plus, it show sure even occurs.
0: Yeah, I think so, I, I think I knew eight games. I have seen eight games listed for the Browns before the uh, the reveal happened. I, I don't. I don't care. It but, doesn't matter. I mean, long as you're playing sixteen games in seventeen weeks and you're part of the NFL, that's all that matters to me. That's because, right. Uh, I've actually experienced a team not being available for three years, so uh, waiting for yeah. That's you know,
1: good. Reveal didn't. Uh,
0: yeah, those reveals hurt because uh, yeah. there was no team to, to root for. So, yeah, uh, as long as your team is actually on the schedule, be thankful. Because in, in a couple of years, Oakland won't have that. No, no, <laughs> no. And yeah, and that's the second time that's happened to them. So, my heart goes out to every Oakland Raider fan, especially in Oakland. who. Well, uh,
1: you can have enough heart for me because my heart doesn't.
0: Well, and I, I'll tell you what, any, t- any, any community that loses a football team, and and it happens twice to the same t- same community. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. I am not talking about uh, rivalries. You know, I know you're a Denver fan, but I mean, if the hypothetically speaking, I know this is not happening, but hypothetically speaking, if the Denver Broncos fail to to exist tomorrow and move to uh, Las Vegas, let's just put yeah. them in Vegas instead. You know, those who lived in yeah. Denver, I would have heartbreak feeling for you know, just like I did in Baltimore 30 years ago or 40 years ago when they left in the middle of the night. I mean, it's shocking, it's wrong, and it's it's part of sports today, and it's it continues to happen, and it will continue to happen because it, the almighty dollar chasing will always happen, and that's a different story and I don't want to, but my point is, yeah, Um, my point is simply this, as long as the team you root for is on the schedule, it's all that matters.
1: That's a good thing, yeah, it's, you know, I it, that's, uh, you know, if if one day we woke up and Paul Dolan moved the news to Montreal, it would, right, it right, would,
0: well, exactly, you know, it would rip your heart out. Take me a while to get over. Yeah, and you know that's that's what I'm talking about. I like, oh, just for a perfect example, is you know, I know it's 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 is an extreme example, but the AAF. Yeah, you know, if you actually cared and rooted for oh, teams and. And was let's say a season ticket holder, and you were ready to go next week, and it was defunct. Yeah, you'd be disappointed and upset about it. And maybe there were some. I don't know. I never met an AF fan, but that's not the point. It's just when things fall apart. Yeah, you know the the rebel is 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 quite devastating, and that's just the way it goes. And uh, in sports and. Most devastating thing to happen to any community is to lose your sports team, as a sports fan, and that's—I can say that from experience. Yeah, it's- it changes your perspective from from that point on. If you if you don't think it changed your perspective of uh, what sports is about and how things go about and how what happens, even when you get a return team or a new team, like it happened in Baltimore, and it took what. Twenty some years for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it changes your perspective. And uh, like I said for Oakland, they got their Raiders back, and now they're losing them for a second time. That to me just is devastating. It's just it's sad. It's wrong, and it's um, it is the world of sports today, and that's just the way it works, you know. And uh, so be it. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the tribe some more. Yeah, Not actually. Yeah. Actually, I'm only kidding about that. I want to get into something real quickly with you. And uh, the NBA playoffs are going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not that I'm watching every basketball or paying attention to it. Uh, But what happened in Los Angeles, actually, with Magic Johnson's uh, resigning at a press conference, not notifying ownership. Yeah. And (laughs) uh, the state of the Lakers right now, uh, wow. I mean, I don't even know what, where to begin on that. I mean, you think about uh, a year ago, everyone knew that, I would say... LeBron I think, was leaving for... Yeah, LeBron, LeBron was leaving Cleveland, and most 99% shot was going to Los Angeles. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. And the Lakers completely fall apart during the season. And then uh, the guy who, quote-unquote, recruits him to L.A., and I don't think he had really, I think... No, I don't think so. I think LeBron already had to sit. I think what recruited LeBron James to Los Angeles was space jams. Yep. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe he has eyes on his future beyond basketball and that's why he went there. And, but to see where the once proud Laker program or organization is today is shocking. Uh, it's just rudderless it absolutely it's, is rudderless and it looks it's like, a complete circus
1: yeah it's a complete circus that frankly could only be scripted out in a Hollywood movie at this point you know the face of the Los Angeles Lakers on the court and you know who who continue their glory years and came back to fix this and bring champions back to Lakerland it's and now just a Get up and bolt during the middle of, you know, without notifying ownership, and now it's, you know, Tyron lose rumored to go back and team up with LeBron, and basically LeBron's gonna be the the puppet master, and it, you know, it's just an absolute. Uh, it's like you said, what what do you say at this point? This is when you look at professional sports. This at one time was a top five organization all professional sports that you looked at and go Why? what
0: what would dr in- Buss think today if he was still around he's rolling over in his grave sick to his
1: stomach <laughs> this is embarrassing it, this is a complete embarrassment and a farce i have friends um who are die i mean diehard laker fans like we are indians fans and and i give them a ton of credit for being laker fans on the east coast where you stay up late night and watch these games and watch this crap and they're fed up and they're sick of it and they're tired of LeBron and they're, and they're tired of the whole circus that, that, you know, Magic Broad and Magic lay. They're sick of it. And, um, pardon me if it bad for them because, you know, this is just a complete circus. It's just...
0: I think it's going to get worse.
1: Oh, there's no, there's no end in sight right now. I, I mean, because even if... Whoever comes in as head coach, that roster is not very good. That's it, my point. <laughs> it's like I was listening on to the, on the radio, on the radio driving home from work. It's they got some nice players. They got a lot of good fives. They got a good lot of nice six, seven, and eight men off the bench. Maybe a, a starter here or there. But you're right. This roster is
0: ugly. Well, even worse, I think. What you're going to see is if you remember the Danny Ferry era in Cleveland yeah. as GM, when LeBron James first came through the uh-huh. NBA before he went to Miami, there was a, a desperate need to try to find free agents to pair with him. You know, people that yeah. who could could raise his game for, he would have the type of players around him and have a veteran and, or you know, a running mate kind of like what Kyrie was the second time around a superstar who, who he can play with a Kevin love that they traded for. They could never land those players during the Danny Farah mm-hmm. very era of, uh, the Cavaliers as GM and yeah, they got to the finals and that was purely because LeBron James just put that a very average team on his back and beat a really good De- Detroit team in the playoffs and got to this, got to the NBA finals that year. Uh, back in what 07 i think it 07, was yeah. and uh but you look at those rosters that put together they had aging ball players or uh, basically aging ball players or overpaid for a little above average ball yep. players and i think the lakers are headed down the same path they're going to overpay for some over for for guys in their in the 30s they are past their prime to try to get Back into the playoffs and become a a relevant player in the West, and that's going to be very difficult. And I just don't see you know Anthony Davis going to their Lakers. No. I don't see Durant Liesling. going to the Razz. Lakers. I I don't see any of those stars headed to the Lakers. I see older ball players who they'll probably overpay to to pair up, and mm-hmm. they get you know a few games better, but. I honestly, I wonder if they I wonder if this will go down as the the most colossal mistake an organizations have ever put on when they went out and got LeBron James and put nothing around him, and we have an aging LeBron James who's been injured this past year for the first time. the year before with the Cavaliers, he played all 82 games.
1: Yeah, and now we started so
0: he went to l a and he had all these injuries. And it'll be interesting. You know, he couldn't put him on his back when he said it was. You know, he was activating playoff time. Yep. All yeah. Always... They're just not good. There weren't good players around him, and uh, I just, I honestly don't think the Lakers are headed anywhere. No, I, I think know. it's just a rudderless ship going downstream. And uh, I, I, I'm curious how how long that will last, and because I don't know if they'll find a GM who who can straighten this out and and build a team around him i honestly you know i just don't see it happening
1: i well I, you've heard reports this year of uh of Ginny Bus when the whole anthony davis thing came out that she contemplated for a split second of trading lebron in his first year now if that's true or not and you know if that's a hearsay but
0: yeah you know, I, I doubt it i think it's how really far does LeBron. this
1: go because like you said there's no end in sight there's there's not one person out there that's, that is going to come in and fix all the wrongs. This roster needs a complete overhaul, and it's not something LeBron, I don't think, really envisioned or
0: really wanted to go through. I think if – At this stage in the career, I, I'm shocked that he's chose LA. LA and, it, and, the-
1: and then it goes back to your first point of this is more so about next step after basketball and the whole space Jam appeal yeah. Yeah. because there's no there's no basketball appeal there is no like when you when you put it on the table the only thing that the lakers had over the Cavs was the name you know uh, hollywood yeah i it, yeah no i agree you know, from a basketball perspective uh, leaving cleveland doesn't you know, leaving
0: Cleveland. This wasn't a basketball decision. No, and
1: it and it's it's very obvious now that
0: uh, this wasn't even not, a legacy decision, in my opinion. No, this is strictly. Yeah, this was strictly looking one Yeah, I honestly do. I mean, I have great respect for the talent and the achievements of what LeBron James has done in his career. I mean, what he's done, we'll probably never see for many years. again. Yeah, yeah. But there's some great players in the NBA. I'm not denying. There won't be other great players, but what he achieved at Miami, what he achieved back come, coming back to Cleveland, uh, going to eight straight finals, and you know winning three of them, and you know taking two subpar Cleveland Cavalier teams to the finals is just, is, you know, that's his legacy in my eyes. Yeah, we're never going to see a player
1: that can single-handedly drag a bunch of role players to the finals. I don't know,
0: maybe. I guess the only thing I could compare it to right now, if the Lakers are able to straighten the ship and make the playoffs next year. And that's a big if in my mind. And that, that's
1: a big if, yes.
0: it would be it would need to have a Tiger Woods type return from LeBron James to defeat one of the, you know, like the Warriors in round one to have him a chance to get to the championship game, yep. You know, to the championship series. I just don't know if that will ever happen, but that's the type of comeback you're looking at. And speaking of Tiger Woods, did you watch any of the uh, Masters this past?
1: I was just about to say when we were talking about what should we talk, or discuss about today coming on. I'm like the Masters. I uh, watched. Hope my boss is not listening. But no, it's <laughs> we watched. Uh, we watched some of the, uh, some of the. Early rounds Thursday and Friday during our lunch break. Uh, Saturday, I was out of town, uh, so I didn't see that. And then Sunday, thankfully, the earlier start uh, did not conflict with the Indians starting. So I got up and watched most of, if not all, the final round on Sunday. And as a golfer who, you know, I don't love Tiger, but I don't hate him. That's what golf needed. That is exactly what golf needed. And it was just, you know, I'm 28. And I hate to say back in my day when I was younger, but that's almost true because Tiger hadn't won a major since I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he hadn't won a major. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. He had not won, you know, so it was just incredible to see because, the last couple of years, it's been just one bad thing after another, with the back and the knee and the neck and the, you know, the the off the course problems, um, and when Tiger last won, to now, golf has completely changed in the sense that there are more guys now that are just as good, if not better overall than tiger not saying they're going to be as good as him historically but there there are guys who can hit it farther there are there are guys who have better touch around the greens there are guys who are better putters um but the thing that stood out to me and it wasn't a shot or it wasn't it was and i don't remember the guy's name uh when one of the announcers on cbs said well these guys don't fear a tiger they they don't fear him like they used to you know they're not intimidated, you know. And he said, a he it you know. And then the next two camera shots were two of the guys that were tied with Tiger, double bogeying and putting shots in the water. And I turned to my mom, and I said, "They know who's coming behind them. They know who's coming." Uh, and, uh the and from that moment on, it was vintage Tiger, and I think Jim Nance said it. he smelled blood in the water like a shark, and he was going in and uh the shot he had on sixteen it, it that's tiger, and that was you know that was just it it was good to see because Tiger's not the same tiger that we're used to. he's still a really good golfer. But you know the whole tiger who's shaking hands with spectators and looks like he's actually enjoying himself and uh, it was everything golf needed and it was and it was almost storybook that it happened at the most famous golf tournament that there is every year
0: all right I'm older than you as has been pointing out many times yeah. and this is going to age me but the only thing I can compare it to, Ben Hogan. The only thing it can be compared to, it, in my opinion, is when Jack Nicholas made his last run and won the Masters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, he was what forty six years old when he made that, and, and yeah. won, and that was his last major. And you know there was a big gap between majors there for him. Maybe not as long, but it was, a, it, was a, it was it was there was a good five six seven year gap, and. Uh, You know, that was his last, you know, major run. I mean, he had a couple, you know, early round type things after that, but never four rounds. Mm-hmm. And Tiger's a little bit younger than that. However, this is a 40-year-old Tiger Woods. This is not. Yeah, yeah this
1: is not the 20.
0: Yep. Or the 24-year-old. This is not the, the golfing machine that he was, you know, as an 18-year-old, you know, coming into the, the pga and and so forth this is a uh a a person who uh has gone through his own tribulations and 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 learned you know from them and uh, maybe have not learned everything from them but that's none of us are perfect and uh i honestly think that's what it came down to was just his opportunity to shine and and yeah i i always say this and and i don't care what sport you're in and this is going back to LeBron James saying the same thing, talent rises to the top. Yes, it does. Yep. And it'll make other people around you better. And when you like Jim Nance says, there's blood in the water, you know? Yeah. That's exactly how it works. You, uh, to win championships, you have to close out games. You have to close Mm -hmm. out matches. You have to close out golf tournaments, uh, and when you come up short, there's a reason for it. And sometimes you just got last in like a seven mm-hmm. game series, like the Indians did with the Cubs. Mm-hmm. The better team was the Cleveland Indians. They just didn't have any players left. Exactly. And it happens. Exactly. And I'm not taking anything away from the Cubs. They earned the, the, the World Series and they deserved the World Series. Uh, but – I think when you look at that World Series and the decisions that are made, the better manager was T- Tito Far oh, The better on. players were the Cleveland Indians. Uh, unfortunately, they just didn't have the pitching to outlast a seven-game series. You know, they swept Boston in three. They defeated Toronto oh, in five.
1: five. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they had an opportunity to close out in Chicago in five and couldn't. Climb that hill and that opened the door because now you had to go through the pitching, the starting staff again. And the had all lined up A yeah. third start in seven games. And, you know, these things are just, it is what it is. You rise to the top, you know, and give credit where credit is due. And I honestly do believe that the, you know, Tiger Woods will probably win again. People think, I oh, this is his last one. I know. I I think he wins again this year. Five years ago, I said the same thing. I said there's still enough time for him to do what he does. Uh, Yep. Any player –
1: He's too good and he's too dedicated not to.
0: Right. A good player can get on a run. I don't care who you are. Uh, Tiger Woods could win two out of the next three majors, and it would not shock me. Let's say he he has a good run at the U.S. Open but comes up short but wins the British Open. I will not be shocked by that. Nope. I won't either – And Or even if he'll say he's competitive in those two and wins the PGA. I -hmm. will not be shocked if he picks up two majors this year. I honestly will not. I think a lot of people will make it out to be it's an amazing story, but I think when you're talking about great talent, talent finds ways to win games, tournaments, and and championships. And uh, Tiger Woods just has that that ability. Uh, And I think at this stage in his career – it's a kind of like a lot like, like Serena Williams in, in tennis. He's not going to play every tournament. He's going to nope. preserve himself and, and go for the championship ones. The, the, the majors you know, the ones that matter. And that's just like Serena Williams. It makes no, no doubt about it, that she doesn't play the full tournament schedule no more. She gets herself ready for the majors in tennis. And that's, you know, Uh, individual sport type, same type of scenario as you have in, in, uh, in golf. So I honestly think that's what you're going to see. And can Tiger put together another four rounds in one of those next three major tournaments? I think he can. And does that mean he'll win every year going out? No. It may be the last two opportunities he'll have, it may be the first of five that he'll, he'll win over the next five years, or he, he was able to bring one home or two home in, in the next five years. I don't know, but I do expect him in the winner's circle, in a sense, holding a trophy, uh, raising it as a, a major champion again. I said that four years ago, and I still say that today because long as he has the talent to play and the, and the will to play, I think talent wins in the end and always has I, I think coaching puts you in position to be successful but talent in the end wins ball games
1: i agree i i i said a couple of days ago at work i said it, it it wouldn't shock me if tiger wins again this year and I do think he'll probably win another major this year it's just he's too
0: good of a player not i think he's going to gonna be a contention and it wouldn't shock me if he wins one
1: yeah it's just um, he's too good of a player and now he has the mindset of, I know I can still win at the highest level. And, you know, uh, it, it, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be obviously fun golf to watch now that Tiger is, you know, back as I said, but
0: uh, it,
1: it wouldn't shock when to see Tiger win again this year.
0: No, I mean, he's like I said, I always go with talent and that's why, uh, you know, I don't, Discount the possibility of LeBron James pulling off a great comeback with the Lakers in the next three years, but they need talent around him. I mean, in a team sport, you need more than one player. You build around a superstar, but you have to have players around them. Uh, a, a superstar by himself is not going to win an NBA championship. No. But a uh, superstar with the right talent around them and with another you know, Batman-Robin type scenario, you know, uh, another all-star to go with him, then, yeah, then they have a chance to do something special. And uh, other teams may come back to the pack, you know. Uh, I just don't see where the Lakers have that opportunity going forward right now. I just think it's a rudderless ship. And, you know, just kind of like when when Tiger's back was given out on him. He never had a chance in those those years. The desire to play was there. He just didn't have the ability to play yet. And mm-hmm. now, over the last couple of years, you we've seen instances where he has played well. And in certain courses, in certain opportunities, I honestly do believe we're going to see him rise to the occasion again, and I'm not shocked by that. And I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the game of golf because I am too. Uh, the game of golf needs superstars. Always has, always will. And whoever that next superstar may be, it has to have players that challenge you and players that you like. And if you don't like someone, you're not going to watch it. That's why people still root for Phil Mickelson. He's likable. That's right. You know, is Phil Mickelson ever going to win another major tournament? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, again, I'll go back to talent. He may be able to put four rounds together. I just don't think at his stage, at his game, that's going to happen. Ten years ago, we all believed it would happen, and it did. Uh, today, I think he could compete but I don't think he can put four, four really great rounds no. together and give himself a chance to win. I think he can be a top 10 player in most major tournaments. I just don't know if he can be a top two or three player going down to the last three holes of, of uh, holes 70, 71, and 72 of a tournament. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, God forbid, uh, extra holes. Yeah. You know, I just don't see that, you know, in his, in his future at this stage in his career. Uh, but he's had a wonderful career, and he's a great ambassador for the game, and he should continue to play because he can't compete.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's, as a Phil fan, I'd like to see him win, especially uh, get over the hump and complete the Slam, win the U.S. Open. But uh, at his age and when everything's going on, I just can't see him putting together four really good rounds, and it takes four really good rounds to win a major. And we saw it this week. This past weekend at the Masters, he put together two nice rounds at Augusta, and then, you know, you could sl- slowly see him fading back in the pack. And, you know, he finished seven, eight under. It's not bad, but still
0: six or seven shots off the off the pace. Right, and, and that's what I expect. I mean, most players, when you get to a certain age in all sports, have a decline. And how you handle that decline and how you – except your role matters. And that's why there's the senior tour or the, whatever they call it now in the, in, in, in golf. That's why you have uh, role players in baseball where a player who uh, used to be an everyday player becomes a DH or um, only plays 115 to 120 games instead of 140, 160 games in this season. And, uh, that's why certain pitchers will go to the bullpen and become a specialist and or they become a, just a five inning starting pitcher they can get through the lineup twice but they're not going to get beyond that and that's just how the specialization and and, and how the games have changed and in the NBA you know when you're shot gone when you can't hit the outside shot when you can't beat someone off the dribble uh, you know your value goes down big time mm-hmm. and When a player hits about age 32 to 33 in the NBA, not many of them survive more than two to three more seasons. And you have to be a really good ball player to do that. And, you know, like a Richard Jefferson. Richard Jefferson was a great NBA player, an all-star player. Not a Hall of Famer, but a really, really good NBA player. But the last four years of his career, what was he? He was a role player. And he Mm -hmm. knew it. But you know what? he's still playing in the NBA and that's what you do and you chase the championships and and I have no problem with that and you know it's just like Channing Frye just retired with the Cavaliers you know he was like 33 34 years old when he's retired well you know, it's a hell of a career it's 10 12 years in the NBA you know <laughs> maybe even a little longer maybe 14 years but you know you 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 take the uh, the ride and you go for it and I don't care what player you are in the M- in the NFL the rides a lot shorter it's usually about three to five years for most players. And, you know, your, your all-star players, your pro bowlers, they last longer. Maybe up to 10, 12, 14 season, depending on the position. Not all of them do. But, you know, you know the difference. You've seen them. You know who the veterans are. And you see how their roles change as they get older. Because when you're in your late 30, your early 30s in the NFL, you're extremely old. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's tough to keep up with a 22-year-old. It's just you can't do it physically. Some can, but usually your role change, especially if you're like a defensive player. Let's say you're a defensive back. You become a free safety. You become a third-down specialist. You become a nickelback. You know, that's just – but there's a role to be played there. So there's always opportunities for, for talented players. Like I said, talent will always get you an opportunity. And the more talent you have, the bigger leash you have. And the more opportunities you get. So, you know, it doesn't matter how much, how stupid and dumb you may be or how uh, selfish you may be. If you have talent, you're going to have opportunity in any sport because let's face it, the job of every organization is to win. And if you have talent to help them win, they're going to find a way to get you on the field or on the court or on a, you know, on a uh, golf course, whatever it may be. That's just the way it works.
1: Yeah. It's, um, you know, I, like I said, I wish I would Phil winning this weekend, but uh, this is exactly what golf needed. Uh, if you're a Tiger fan or not, and uh, to throw in the fact that he's now up, what, 43, going on 44, or 42 going on 43, it's incredible, um, considering most of these guys are 10 to 15 years younger than he is right now. Um, in these last couple of majors, and hopefully the – the majors in the coming years with him at full strength. and be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, there's not just one or two guys that can compete with him. There are five to 10 golfers that can, that, that really have a shot to win. So it's going to be a lot of fun and uh, congratulations to him. It was, it, it was everything that you hope for a Sunday at the Masters would be. Um, you know, if you had to write a storyline, that was it. So, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch on Sunday.
0: All right. Let's uh, wrap this thing up real quickly. i uh, give you my uh, quick uh, added bonus, as I like to say, each week. Uh, Liverpool continues to play well, continues to lead uh, by a few points in the uh, the standings over there. And uh, they also compete in what's called the Championship League. Yes, I Yeah. I'm not, I
1: heard that Sunday. I yes, heard that. And they, they played 4-1. The to, forward, one, five,
0: four to one. Yep. I listened to it on. I streamed it on uh, as I was driving around town today. So uh, they continue to play. The Reds are are, are good, man. They're fun to watch. I, and I listen to it more than I watch it because of my schedule. But uh, it's been fun. I, I've enjoyed my my foray into the uh, world of uh, European football or soccer, as we like to call it here in America. <laughs> and then football yeah football and then yeah. uh and then would go down under and it's footy baby gotta love the footy the australian <laughs> rules foot football down there the football players actually they're called footballers down there not <laughs> football players uh it's it, it, uh colinwood's coming alive big weekend down there big uh they have this is the uh easter weekend for them and it's a huge uh big day uh, they actually have uh like a big schedule on good friday it's a big national thing for uh, the game so uh that'll start uh they uh Collingwood plays uh tonight or i should say uh friday morning or thursday morning for us <laughs> um thursday morning it's like five thirty-five in the morning so uh, oh, i wake up in the morning i'll i'll uh, i'll be watching a little australian rules football cheering on the magpies and see what we can do there and uh the, the ladies' competition is uh, their season's over, and players are switching teams left and right. Uh, it's, I just found out today they only get allowed to sign two-year contracts. Really? Yeah. So there's a lot of like movement. It's in it, so Yeah. Know. I'm not sure why. I'm gonna find this stuff out. This is the uh, the the way it's run is so different from different it, than what we yeah what we are so. Accustomed to here in the United States in sports and uh, they have legacy players and legacy families. So if a, let's just say uh, if there was multiple generations that played, mm-hmm. uh, they usually stay within the same organization. Mm-hmm. So uh, there may be like four or five generations that have played or three or four generations that have played for uh, Collingwood or
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: for, richmond or whoever it may be uh one of the competitions down there so uh, it's, it's stuff i'm learning i don't know the whole thing but it's it's fun and a shout out uh to all who cover it and uh if you get a chance to uh, check out play on a radio uh they uh have great music uh from uh, all around the world and of course uh they talk footy so it's a lot of fun I i- t- I'm going to get, uh, hopefully Gemma back on here or someone else to talk about, uh, to help me learn more because <laughs> the goal, the goal is to, uh, to call a game someday. I don't think it'll ever happen, but <laughs> what the hell, might as- if, you know, if you're going to have set goals, you might as well set goals. And as a guy, That's who right. play by play, you might as well, you know, shoot for the moon and, uh, you never know. Someone out there may hear it and says, you know, let's give this a shot. And, uh, i'm looking forward to it and uh football season for us is not that far away believe it or not i know it's april we're just talking about football here but we'll get more we have less that. than four
1: months Tim. Yeah. <laughs> we have less than four months i know you can i know be back in
0: our own booth yes and uh of course we will be on western reserve radio uh they just had their anniversary the first year anniversary and uh matt and i and you will all be mm-hmm. uh this year on western reserve radio so uh uh Check them out. Uh, check out Jim Craven and the gang and uh, the Phantom season just came to an end. A big run there. Uh, my heart goes out to all the Penguin fans locally. They uh, they watched their season end uh, dramatically, sadly, on a four game games. A lot earlier than they're used to, huh? Yeah, ne- didn't see that. Let coming. Me say that. Let me say this: I'm not a
1: big hockey guy, and I and I don't talk it because I don't, you know, I don't claim to know it. But I want to send a huge congratulations to my friend, who is a die-hard Blue Jackets fan. He watches every game, and for the first time in franchise history, they win a playoff series, and it's difficult beat, to be. A, uh... They and they sweep the Presidents' Cup trophy team in the Tampa yes. Bay Lightning. Yes. Uh, congratulations to them. Uh, it's it, I watched a little bit of that actually. I will admit, um. And boy, you want to talk about a master motivator in John Tortorella? Boy, watch his uh, game one press co- or game one pregame talk. And yeah, boy, I'm ready to put the skates on and let's go and shoot
0: some bucks. Wow, it's going to be wow. interesting. Uh, I know a few people who absolutely despise that man. Um, yep, coach. My friend's not a huge fan of him. Yeah, but yeah. Well, you know what? The love guy. him or hate him, there is no in between. No, no. Uh, they were The Blue Jackets a month ago were in a free-for-all. It didn't even look like they were going to make the playoffs. And they straightened the ship at the last moment. And like you said, got the four-game sweep against uh, Tampa Bay, who came in as uh, the and league. And dominated them, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, give them credit where credits due. Uh, of course, uh, my team, the Knights, are th- up three games to one against San Jose. Looking to close oh, that God. out tomorrow three, three night. Three games to one lead. Uh, can't. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bring on the Knights, man this is it we got mark stone and the world has changed <laughs> oh my god Hit the van is just magical that whole line in uh, petrelli and all of them i'm just so uh uh so so excited to watch them so it's it's been a lot of fun and i've been watching it. And by the way if you're a to be a blue jacket fan in youngstown ohio is very difficult because the games yes. are not on no, th- no they're not he channel. had to buy yeah you have to buy, buy the, the, the yeah you know. you know. I got the digital app because I'm a Knights fan, and mm-hmm. I, I watch them out west, and uh, it works well for me, but... Uh, yeah, and I've gone, every game, and... You know, I, hey, I'll show you this here. No one else can see it, but... Because we do an audio podcast, but here it is right here.
1: Oh. Well,
0: there it is. There it is. <laughs> there, the, the old I'm logo. Yeah, the old logo. That's, that's the puck I caught when I went to... That's my, pretty cool. From, uh, God, about uh 2005 maybe that is six, really cool maybe 2005 or 6 yeah i was uh i had gla- uh seats on the glass and uh it came up over the glass ricocheted off the uh the post and then uh came up and over the glass and i was sitting right there and came right into my lap so uh that was for the fir- one of the not my first i think it was my Second hockey game I ever went to. I went to three hockey games when I lived down in Columbus, or four hockey games when I lived down in Columbus, when I had opportunities, and uh, they weren't good back then. (laughs) Uh, They were awful. You know what? And it's good to see. And uh, I I don't hate the Blue Jackets. I don't hate the Penguins, but I'm all about the Vegas score. You're Vegas
1: Uh, Gordonites.
0: That's it. Uh, They're the best. Come on. Mark Andrew Fleury. Come on. We got to do it. Mark Andre Fleury. Man,
1: you're hoping for a uh, Kansas City Royal repeat, losing the World Series and then coming back the next year and winning it all.
0: That sounds like so, sounds like a plan to me. Hey, it was fun last I'm year.
1: Still hoping for my first. Yeah.
0: Hey, let's just get the Indians into the World Series. It's a long time from now, but uh it's April. Goodness gracious, it's only April. Let's not. We've let's, only
1: played eight. What eighteen games of yeah one sixty two and.
0: Hey, we're off to a good start. We're, we are. We are. And cool. the team we is just finally. After 18. Hey, in the next next week when we talk again, for the most part, the team will be healthy minus one starting pitcher. Yep. Uh, uh, but the lineup, the everyday lineup will be there. So we'll see what they do. I mean, it's, it's again, it's, long it's long April. Haul. It's, it's weird it's to say. It's weird to say this is the second month of the season because we had the first three week, three days of. Uh, I
1: was telling somebody that today, actually. And then. Just and weird. I typed it and I'm like, wait, yeah, yeah, it is actually.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't really consider it the second month, but I mean, if you really want to get technical, it is. Cause they had the last, the first three games in, uh, in March, which, uh, a, yeah. I don't make schedules. Thank God we don't, huh? <laughs> actually I do for football season. At least the ones we brought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you do a really good job with that too. So, all right. All right, for Anthony in Canfield, I am Tim and Foreman. We'll talk to you again next week, and I still owe you a lot of podcasts, and uh, hopefully I'll have time to get to them very soon. So uh, until then, have a great day, everyone.